Hey, I'm Stevie. What's up? I'm Monty J. And you're listening to the Bookshelf Boyfriends Podcast. Where we take a deep dive with your favorite contemporary romance authors. Asking them questions about everything from their writing process to their reading habits, plus so much more. Join us as we help you find your next Bookshelf Boyfriend. Happy anniversary to the Bookshelf Boyfriends podcast, 365 days of Bookshelf Boyfriends and podcasts and and things. I don't even know. We have a lot of days of a lot of things. We've been on here talking about cannibalism and <clears throat> just all kinds of stuff. Playing tag with butter lids. <laughs> that is a great fun game, okay? <clears throat> I thought you were going to say a great wholesome game. <laughs> It is wholesome. Minus the time I got my teeth chipped. <laughs> that is not wholesome. <laughs> and it makes it even better because it was my dad who did it. Oh my god. Guys, if you haven't met MJ's dad, please go watch YouTube. <laughs> you don't. It's fine. Well, <laughs> oh, man. Um, this is, ep- this, is- <laughs> this is episode 10, I think. Uh, yeah, because Lucy was uh, Lucy was the last one we did. She's great. Um, so today's guest just so happened to write a book I recently read, and I absolutely loved it because it shocker is a surprise baby. Am I supposed to act surprised? Yes. <gasps> no. I'm trying to think of a word for you to start busting out in song again. Um, well, I mean, I'm sure somebody will say something at some point that'll trigger my never-ending, uh, jukebox in my head. We um, did a live we- last night, guys, really late at night, and it was so much fun. Yes, we had a good time. Um, no, like, random questions. We have a giveaway going on today. Which one oh, is yeah. it? Uh, Billionaire. Nice. Trying to think what else do we ironically our guest is a part of. Yes, because she is known for writing some billionaires. Some billionaires of her own. So we have one that's cut one. my hair off right now. Right now on this podcast, I'm about to just snip off this much of my hair. So we have this guest on our giveaway. She's actually gave us two books for this giveaway. She's a lovely person. Um, it's the last two books in her series um which is so good there they can be read as standalones um but we also have trouble by leah um by tia louise mm-hmm. our girl tia. tia um we have billionaire boss hole by laura lee um billionaire with benefits by alexis winter and you can't buy love by melanie a smith nice so it's a really really good giveaway um we are almost done our anniversary is almost finished. We are almost done. We only have three more days after this. That's crazy. We, lo- we love you guys, but I'm tired. <laughs> I'm also tired. <laughs> Mad love to all the authors. We're just really tired at this point. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, with Patreon, you can go check that out. Links in our bio. If you don't can't donate to the Patreon, that's okay. You can one hundred percent support us by sharing, by word of mouth, uh, sharing our episodes, subscribing to whatever you listen to, and if you're feeling froggy, go on and head over and leave us a review. 
But uh, I'm going to go ahead and read the intro for the author that's coming on here in a few minutes. Harlow James is a wife and mom who fell in love with romance novels, so she decided to write her own. Her books are the perfect blend of heartwarming, addictive, and steamy romance. If you love stories with a guaranteed happily ever after, then Harlow is your new best friend. When she's not writing, she can be found working her day job, reading every romance novel she can find, laughing with her husband and kids, watching reruns of Friends, and spending time cooking with her friends and family while drinking White Claws and margaritas. Let's go chat with 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 margaritas. Harlow James. I called her Harlow Ray. Son of a whore. Harlow James. Three, two, one. Thank you so much for joining us on the Bookshelf Boyfriends podcast, Harlow James. Thank you for joining us on our anniversary. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. You are so welcome. I, first of all, Stevie, you fucked me on the intro. I said three, and then you were like, recording in progress. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. It's just fuck me then. It's cool. Anywho, we are super excited to get to chat with you today um, or tonight, whatever, you know, same thing. Um, Whatever time it is. Yeah, we've been super excited to talk to you. Um, so Stevie, do you want me to kick off the questions or you want me to? We never discussed this before. We should always do this. <laughs> um, to be honest. Your mic is all types yeah, of crackly. It is. I wonder why. I don't know. We're having technical difficulties. Everybody pause. We're going to intro like a little song. Huh? <laughs> Not using it now. <laughs> all right. Would you want me to start or you want to start? You start, and then we'll bounce back and forth. All right, we're going to talk about this California Billionaire series you got going on here, girlfriend. Yes. So, <clears throat> book one in this series is My Unexpected Serenity, and this is West <clears throat> Shayla. Am I saying her name right, Shayla? Yes, Shayla. Okay, mm-hmm. because I have a tendency, and as everybody knows in this podcast, I'm dyslexic and Southern, so it just doesn't make a good <laughs> like thing for me when it comes to pronouncing words, okay? That's okay. That's all right. So, <clears throat> Wes is like a recovering alcoholic billionaire and Shayla yes. is the bartender who doesn't believe in love and I just love this. It's just like <laughs> <laughs> So, what was your inspiration behind these two characters? <clears throat> oh my goodness. Okay, so the um series is set in Santa Barbara and like Southern California area, which is where I'm from. Um, and I was on a vacation with my family in Santa Barbara and I was sitting on the beach and I like, I had just finished the Emerson Falls series Mm -hmm. and then I did a standalone and I was like, I want to write something different, you know, and writing is my creative outlet. So I do this for fun. It's not, you know, like school is, I make money off of it, but that's not really like why I'm in it, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, what do I want to write? Like, what's going to get my, my blood pumping. And all of a sudden I just kept thinking about like this girl who lived in Santa Barbara, Mm -hmm. you know, this college student who's grinding, you know, every day trying to get her, her degree, working two jobs, you know, whatever. And I was like, I really like to write like a billionaire romance, you know, kind of like a 50 shades of gray thing, but not as crazy, you know? And I'm like, but I love the idea of the woman fighting the man, not like him rescuing her, you know, but like, she doesn't need him you know, yeah. and I she know questions him. Yes. You know, and she questions his, his intentions and everything, but I didn't want him to be an ass. I wanted him to be this man who was kind of broken, you know, yeah. like he had like this kind of past. Right. Yeah. Um, and so 
the the alcoholism thing kind of sparked from it and I plot all of my books with one of my best friends and so when we were talking about it I was like I like this spin I feel like it's a little different you know and it and it um and then the fact that like you know she feels him in the bar like she he sees her and she sees him and they don't really realize it at first you know until they meet again and then they meet again and it's kind of this like okay you keep popping up you know in my life yes yes so um but then he sends her a basket of cheese you know and you're like what the hell is this guy like what is his thing that makes me think that makes me think of like the she's the man moment when it's yes yes because she said she says that she's like i really love cheese you know like yeah whatever and then she mentions gouda and that was like exactly what kind of went through my head was this moment where like my favorite you know my favorite's gouda you know um Yeah. So I just, I I wanted him to be different, you know, kind of this cinnamon roll type of hero. And what's funny is when I set out to write it, I had only intended on it being a standalone, but Mm -hmm. then these other characters just started talking to me. It was the craziest thing. I've never had this happen before. And Hayes just jumped off the page. Like as I was writing scenes with him, I was like, oh, okay, I like this. Like he's, there's something here, you know? And then with his sister Waverly, and then that evolved into their own book and then Chloe and Silas. And so it was just one of those like magical creative moments that I can't really explain. But I was in Santa Barbara when it kind of came to me. And I love that area. My husband and I visit there um, as often as we possibly can and so it's uh yeah it just kind of like came together it was really weird I love that I also love the spin that you took on the billionaire because I think my issue with billionaire romance is like so I I do I'm like the human garbage disposal of books yeah I'll try (laughs) once okay Okay. I don't yuck nobody's yum is Mm -hmm. what I say it's my Uh life thing I appreciate that but I personally read like darker you know things in that nature so like I like a billionaire who's like you know might like tie me up in his basement (laughs) I I appreciate I think my issue with reading like billionaire romances is that I feel like the billionaire himself doesn't have a lot of depth besides mm-hmm. he's like a rich guy, you know? Yes. And it's hard for me to connect to a character like that because I'm not rich, you know? Right. I have mm-hmm. to have something to like ground me to both the male and female character. Mm-hmm. And I felt like for this, it was like, you could really relate to him. Like alcoholism is something that you could be poor or broke and <laughs> still have, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed, I think that's the the continuing theme that I really enjoyed in this series is that I could connect to these billionaires and I didn't feel like they were like way out of my life. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. I really like that. I, you know, a lot of readers had said it was like billionaire romance with a small, with a small town feel to it, you know, like yeah, these people yeah, were yeah. human. I can see that. Yeah. You know, like we're human. And I think that's just kind of like my niche, you know, like, I, I don't know. I like to write characters that you can connect to that yeah. are going through stuff that everybody can kind of understand, you know, Absolutely. but Shayla, I knew for sure she, people were either going to love her or they were going to hate her, you know, because okay. Oh, I love her was feisty. She, what she called him out, you know, and she fought him and, um, there were people, you know, there were people who didn't like that, but I was like, you know what, but that's her, that, that was her character. That's how she felt. That was what I wanted, you know? So I, I was true to her in that respect, but I mean, behavior is what that lady was. Uh huh. All right. CB, you can take question two. All right. So what made you want to touch on the alcoholism? in Wes's recovery was that did you plan that out or did you how did that come about let me just ask um it kind of came out organically I wanted him to have a secret 
I wanted him to have something that um, could create conflict, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we're writing a story here, right? So you need yeah. that that conflict. And, um, but I wanted it to be something, like I said, relatable and real that grounded him and made him human. And so that was kind of where the alcoholism came. And then his connection to Nolan, yeah. which I purposely wanted to be kind of vague about until the end when you understand his connection. So you kind of think that it's like, you know, I don't want to give it away, but you think he's one character, but then yeah, he turns yeah. out being this other character, you know, so in his story. So, um, but yeah, that was, that was it. I, I, he needed a secret and he needed something that was real. Um, yeah. Yeah. Am I the only person? So I have this thing. So when I'm writing and my best friend who like, I talk through my books with and stuff like that, mm-hmm. she's like, okay. So I feel like people feel two ways about it. If I am like connecting to like when I'm creating my characters, I do very extensive character outlines, right? Like I do interviews. So I do like 112 questions where I'm interviewing my character. Wow. So I can, that's a lot. <laughs> I know. I know. But it like it makes me comfortable with like their voice. Um, okay. Like how they respond to things and like their mannerisms. Like, do they say bro? Do mm-hmm. they not say bro? Like okay. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so. I pick like these random hobbies that these characters have because that makes them real to me. Mm-hmm. And my friend Melissa was like, I feel like your female main characters are just so awesome. And I'm just like this random lady. And I'm like, well, that makes me feel bad. And she was like, yeah. I, I mean, like I have like, like, for example, like one of them like plays hockey and another one is like, a, she's into drawing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. these are like random things that people have, okay? Mm-hmm. It's not like some like, I mean, I did have one character that spoke a few languages, but, and I know okay. that that's not everybody in the world right but I feel like it helps me relate to them and it creates mm-hmm. conflict in future books in like yes the future in the book right yeah and she was just like she they just make me feel inadequate in my life and I'm like, <laughs> well great See, that- I'm always afraid of like repeating stuff you know like I don't yeah. want to do the same thing and so I always try to think of like an internal and an external conflict, you know, yeah. like what are they battling internally? What are they battling externally? How can I use both of those to my advantage, you know, to create this character? And, and I always put a dash of myself in every character that I write. Yeah. Is that, I, I think a lot of authors can probably Everybody say does. that. You I don't know? give a yeah. shit what you say you do. Yeah. Yeah, there's it's it's either a you know a mannerism or a talent or a habit or you yeah. know how you feel about something an opinion you know or whatever. But there's always a little tiny bit of that in every single character. But I do not do the 112 question. Yeah, I mean, you probably don't need to do the 112 questions. I'm probably just being very extra. But that, that's I a little will, extra. <laughs> I will. I will say that I recommend it to like a lot of people. Like at least. No, like, I love that though. Okay. Like I, I I've never you- heard that. I can send you like the doc. Well, I okay. Send the link I'd love to see it. I would. And you can have like all of the questions. It's like just mm-hmm. general questions, and it's mm-hmm. like, and it puts me. And plus, it's a cool thing for my readers. Like when I'm writing, and I yeah. don't have like teasers for them yet. Yeah. I can post like character interviews. Like I can be yeah. like, oh, like this is what you know, so and so said. No, I love that. It's really cool. So, I, I like that a lot. I send it. It helps. I promise. Yeah. I mean, hundred twelve okay. is extra. I understand yeah. that I don't have my way, but <laughs> it's fine. So book two in this. Okay. series is my unexpected bow with you were talking about Hayes and Waverly story yes. and Hayes like relentlessly <clears throat> teased this poor girl as a child okay and they first got they got married out of convenience and then like we have this little shift we have the yes. shift okay was there anything that really surprised you when you started writing their story oh well the like I said the character surprised me 
yeah at, to begin with and then as I was coming up on the end of my unexpected serenity I was when I, I turned to my friend and I said I think they're gonna get married I think I want them to be <laughs> this hate to hate to love you know type of thing the thing that surprised me with them was as I was writing them and I don't know if it's because I am married, you know, but it, they became, they were enemies to friends and then friends to lovers. There was an evolution yeah. in their relationship that was not just like hate sex. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it was by the time they got to that point, they had feelings for each other, like yeah. deep feelings. They got to know each other on a different level. And I think that was really, really crucial to their story. I love their story. I'm proud of that one. That one took a lot out of me. Um, it was a lot of details. Oh, it was yeah. a lot of little tiny things. I mean, when you think about the end, you know, when he like apologizes to her and stuff and what he does. And, and like, I, had, uh -huh, mm -hmm. I had to have all of that, all those components in the story so that you could pick up on that at the yeah, end, yeah. you know? So, um, but the cupboard thing and the pin thing is a funny story. So we talk about putting ourselves in our books is <laughs> me and my husband. So my <gasps> husband has this horrible habit of leaving cupboards open all the freaking time and, and I leave my caps off my pens I do not like to put the cap on my pen because when I want to write I want it to be readily available for me to write yeah, like pick it up and just start yes, and just you know because like you know and you probably know this like an ideal pop in your head and you're like oh crap I gotta write that down you know like, like, give me a pen and paper yes right away <laughs> Or if my laptop's there, I'll open up a Word doc and just start typing, you know? Yeah. Um, but that's me and my husband. And we actually promised those things to each other in our wedding vows when we got married. <gasps> I'll so, never put the caps on your pins. Uh, he's like, he's like, you, I had to promise to put the caps back on my pins and he had to promise to close the cupboards. And oh. we know we don't do it, <laughs> but it was part of our vows. Yeah. When we got married. So that's where that came from. And I Are just- Are you on TikTok? I am on TikTok, but I don't show my face on TikTok. <laughs> you need to do this sound on TikTok. I'm okay. going to send it to you because it's the perfect sound for these two. Okay. It's one where it's like strangers to love. It's like a song and she's like singing. She's like strangers to lovers. Well, I mean, strangers to friends, friends to lovers. And then huh. like, it's really cute. You would like, okay. it would work. It would work for them. Okay. Okay. And you could use it. All right. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the third book is My Unexpected Family. Mm -hmm. um, and this is the most recent release. Yes. And I got to read this book. Yes. And I love this book because Thank you. <laughs> so a lot of people are are, are iffy with with Chloe. Mm -hmm. And Chloe is very blunt. Yep. Very honest. Mm -hmm. There I think there was one scene where she called Silas out for a lot of stuff like like you queen behavior. Like me. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um so then Silas comes along, he really throws Chloe for a loop, especially with his uh what is the word i'm looking for his unique backstory i should say <laughs> um did anything in particular inspire chloe's character so i have a friend oh, that God. reminds me a lot of chloe okay. she is seriously one of the most like unapologetically honest people yeah cusses like a sailor says it how it is you know oh, like she, <laughs> it's like but i i'm like that though too 
you know? Yeah. So here's the thing, you know, I'm a teacher by day. So I have a certain persona to uphold to and, or, you know, yeah. when I'm, when I'm doing my job, you know, but then at night, obviously, you know, I'm writing romance novels. So, you know, everybody yeah. has different, different sides to them. Absolutely. And I cuss like a sailor and I'm very, you know, sexually positive and open about stuff. And I don't mind talking about things, you know? And so my, and my girlfriend is like that too. So I just thought like, I want to write this woman who yeah. is just her, you know, like she just says whatever the hell is on her mind yeah. and in the moment. And there's no filter, you know? And so I loved her for Silas because Silas was very uptight, you know, and uh -huh. she was not. And so they were complete opposites. Mm -hmm. And then as I was, you know, kind of writing their story and stuff, I mean, they were a hoot. They were so much fun. I cracked myself up writing those two. Oh my God, Silas' <laughs> family was the best. Yes. His sisters. <laughs> yes. I love his <laughs> um, I know. I, and I love that one. I'm proud of that one too. I'm proud of this series in all honesty. Like I, I have no problem saying that I'm proud of it. It was, but it was so unexpected. And I think that's just kind of key, you know, with the titles and stuff, mm -hmm. it was this, this idea that completely popped out of nowhere and just kind of transformed into these people that lived in my brain. I, I had a very hard time moving on from them, but I Chloe, Chloe, for sure. I, she's just so unique, you know, like yeah. I can't, I, and I knew again, like Shayla, people were either going to love her or hate her, you know? Yeah. And so, but that's, that's who she was. I love it. <clears throat> so if California Billionaire series was made into a TV show slash movie, who would you cast of the roles of these three couples? I do not like this question. <laughs> no, I, this question. I was no trying, no, I was trying to think about it. Like legitimately, I was like, I was like, man, I just don't know. So yeah. I could see somebody like Ryan Reynolds playing Hayes. Okay. Wow. Not necessarily physical, but you know how Ryan Reynolds humor is like, yes, yeah. like a dry sense of humor, yes, like a dry sense of humor, <laughs> cocky, but not in like an overly like obnoxious way, you know, okay. um, I could see someone like him. Um, but I, with the other, I don't know. And then I think about like Chloe, you know, like who could pull off that type of dialogue, you know, Jennifer and, Lawrence, yeah, maybe you know or um or uh what's the girl not Kristen Wiig um but the other one that was on SNL oh they're uh, in Bridesmaids together oh wait 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 um what's uh, her name are you talking about Maya I think so Maya Rudolph yes I think so I think so she, she was could, the one that played play the though. bride in Bridesmaids I yeah, believe yeah. so. Yes. Yes. I could see her playing Chloe, you know, but like, other than that, I don't know. I honestly don't, you know, I, I guess like the ultimate dream would be like for passion flicks to be like, Hey, we want to make your movie. And then <laughs> that's a totally real question, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, Anytime, that's a I would honestly just be like, I don't really care as long as I can be on set. Cause like, right? imagine they cast like Henry Cavill, you know, uh -huh. yes. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I would, right. I just want to. I, I could. I could see Henry Cavill being West. That kind of demeanor. Oh you know. God. I would have his babies tomorrow. Right. I know. I know. I love him. I keep trying to think of somebody that's like an uptight. Has like an uptight personality. Mm -hmm. Or could pull off having an uptight personality. Mm -hmm. I'd have to <laughs> think about that one. I'm looking up uptight actors. <laughs> <laughs> looking them up um let me think uh I don't know I don't know it's hard 
car actors like that's just my thing mm. I mean, as long as they're attractive i think i'm fine like but if they're a real good actor they could pull off being uptight yeah yeah i don't know i yeah, think it's, it's hard, a hard i think readers do it a lot better like my readers mm-hmm. have like cast people for books and i'm like damn i didn't even think that that's good yeah. but i think it's because authors we don't like act like we see physical traits right yes. but these are like humans that we've created it's like right like like they have their own faces. Like there is like that. We already have people cast. Yes. They don't exist in real life. Okay. Yes. So it's hard to like compare those things to like. I will listen. say the man who is on the cover of my unexpected vow is how I pictured Hayes. Like that, that model that is I on that, see cover that. Photo, I, was how I pictured Hayes. I love those covers. Thank you. They're so too. colorful and they oh my God. stand out so much. Yes. Um, Abigail Davies, who is another romance author, but she also does design on the side, is my cover designer. I've worked with her for a year now. Um, She helped me out. I had like a debacle when I was doing my Emerson Falls series where my designer like fell off the face of the planet and I couldn't get in contact with her. And I was like, oh my God, like, I don't know what to do. I'm in the middle of a series and I need these covers to match. And girl like stepped up, saved the day. And I was like, you have my loyalty. Thank you. I want to work with you. And there you go. What if Silas was played by old uh, guy who plays in 365 Days? <gasps> yes, that would be a perfect yeah. like physical match to Silas. Yes. I think, and I think he could play an uptight. I mean, he played a mafia man. He uh-huh. could definitely play an uptight man. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. That's <laughs> a good that. one. That's yeah. a good one. <laughs> We've actually had authors put like, obviously we send the questions out ahead of time so yeah. authors can like kind of think about them and they're yeah. right we've actually had authors post polls in their reader group wow get answers Trelina Pucci's one that just did this really I love her oh my god yes, her Instagram stories crack me up her, well you'll have to listen to our episode because it's okay. today it is oh actually terrible okay disaster it led to us being on zoom after we recorded for like three hours wow ladies anywho all right you take the next question okay so what's next for 2021 and going into 2022 so um after i finished the billionaires i had a hangover i had a writer hangover right (laughs) like it's hard to let go of characters that you spend that much time with and i don't think only other writers would understand like what it's like to have people living in your head and talking in your head okay yeah and it's like when you're a part of a series it's like even the characters in the first book don't go away either they don't go away adding on to them and they're a little quieter well and then even in your when you're in the beginning and then you have these other books you already know where you're going right you there's stuff that pops up that's like dude i can't write that book for like four more months you know but like you have they're there so um I had, I was very mentally exhausted. And so I promised myself I had to go back to work, you know, after teaching during COVID last year and everything, I knew it was going to be really rough. So Mm -hmm. I had only planned one more release. I have one more book coming and I just finished it um, last week. Thank you. Um, And it is a holiday romance. So it is very sweet and swoony Hallmark meets, you know, um, Oh, we're talking like, like, (laughs) like Hallmark, if it wasn't fade to black. You know okay, what I'm saying? Like, okay. Lady is driving home. She's coming to visit. 
for the holidays. She has yes. a Christmas tree on the roof of her car. <laughs> it falls off. It hits the man on the bicycle. The man on the bicycle. Is yes. Guy that in high school. I can tell you the plot of every single Hallmark movie. Oh my ever. goodness. See, and I used to be like addicted to them. And then I found romance novels and I was like, oh, this shit exists, but there's sex in it. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. let's do this. You oh, know? I'm still addicted to romance. Oh, I don't Hallmark watch movies. I don't watch them that much anymore because I'm like, where's the steam? Like, I need the steam. I just again. really, really like them. <laughs> The same plot and the same actors. I don't even know the difference anymore. I think that's why, though, I like them is because I know, like, the actor, like, I love Lacey Chabert, and Lacey Uh Chabert is all over Hallmark. Oh, no. I don't like that at all. I love her acting. Um, Because it's like, I feel like I'm watching the same movie over and over and over again. Yeah, that's kind of how I started to feel. But anyway, it's got, like, that Hallmark feel to it, you know, like, that Christmas just goodness like very heartwarming you know and I'm, I really love the details of the story um it's very unique I and so that I'm really excited about but these two characters have really good chemistry too so you know there's some spiciness to it and um but it's that's my last release so I'm releasing it November 21st is when I decided to let that one out um and then after that I have a couple of ideas but I really don't know where I want to go and I'm just trying to remind myself that like you know what this is fun this isn't supposed to be crazy you know like don't put pressure on yourself let the creativity do what it needs to do so I have a couple of ideas but I haven't decided on anything concrete yet so I don't really know well, go I mean, the unknown is kind of exciting. And also, this is kind of random, <clears throat> I realize, but it also t- ties into it. Okay. I am obsessed with this book on Wattpad. I read it once a year around Christmas. I'm not even okay. joking. Oh it's, it's a free book, and it's by, like, my favorite Wattpad writer ever, and he's a guy, and his name okay. is Biblical Sinner, and he's got a book named Frost, and okay. it's basically about Jack Frost, like legit Jack Frost. And basically hmm. it's like December and he's in this new town and he falls in love with this girl named Summer. And it's just like, it's the, it's the hottest, most amazing story I've ever heard in my life. That's I am, crazy. I'm serious. Like, I don't understand why he is not an indie published author because he has yeah. this amazing series. And if he doesn't finish it, I might punch him. Um, <laughs> but uh, he has this phenomenal series called like hmm. Centuries. And I don't know, have you ever watched Good Will Hunting? Yes. Okay, you know how, like, he tries to solve, he solves the, the janitor boy solves the problem or whatever? Yes. He has a book called Genius, a part of that series, that's that's based off of Good Will Hunting. Okay. But uh, Stephen James is the main character, so I'll let you oh, do the math okay. on that. All yeah. right. So it's yes. just, <laughs> and I don't understand why he's not an indie published author. I don't understand. But yeah, you should go yeah. check it out. It's really good. Okay. She's all about telling authors to go read Wattpad. Oh my goodness. I, I have it. I, I, I've not touched, I know what it is, but I, I have not been there. Um, go start here. <laughs> I can barely read anymore as it is. It's crazy. I read, I used to read like a book every two days, you know, and then I started writing. And so now I'm like lucky if I finish a book a week, you know, but I still love to read. And so I do in between writing too. So I finish a book and then I catch up on like, oh, I want to read this book and I want to read this and this came out, you know, and da, 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 da. So like I've, I've actually read a couple of books this week because. I if you mine. just go start the first book in this series called Alexander, <laughs> I swear on my life, you will not stop until you finish it. And then you'll be like, where are the rest of them? Where are they? Okay. <laughs> you'll be so mad. <clears throat> which is literally what I am I'm like on the brink of messaging him on wallpad <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need you I'm gonna need the stat pal but anyway oh all God, right we're gonna move funny. to writing questions okay. so when did you first realize that you wanted to be a writer slash author 
Um, I've always considered myself a strong writer, like even when I was in school and stuff. And my mom used to always make fun of me because, uh, I was always the kid that had to like cut down my papers. They give you like a word count, you know, and I would be over that. Like I was, and then my mom who went back to school in her thirties was always the person that was like barely getting the minimum word count, you know? And she's like, I just don't understand like how you can come up with all these words. So, um, I never, I like mom. Right? Like <laughs> I never in a million years thought I would write romance. Like I in a, never, you know, but, um, I found romance novels, um, in 2018, right after I lost my grandma and it was a really rough loss and it was like an escape for me, you know? Yeah. And so I saw that passion flicks was turning driven by Christy Bromberg into a movie. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this looks really good, you know? And then at the time, Casey Drudrick was, you know, cast as Colton and yeah. I think he's hotter than sin. So I was like, okay, I really want to read this book. So <laughs> I devoured that series. And then I just devoured all of Chrissy's books and it helped me mourn, you know, I was, yeah. it, was it gave me a, a, a way to escape and kind of work through stuff. So I was reading and reading devoured stuff, develop, you know, discovered Penelope Ward, discovered V Keelan, discovered Piper Rain, you know, all these people. And then one day, all of a sudden, like these characters just kind of started talking in my head. And I was like, well, you know, this, would, this would make a really good book. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll write it, you know, like what the hell I never have to do anything with it. Like no one has to know, you know, but yeah. like writing a book is always been kind of like a bucket list item for me. And so I was like, well, okay, I'll write it. And I had no idea what the hell I was doing. I didn't know anything about editing, covering, designing, you know, any of that stuff. And, but I published it on Amazon. I was like, hell, I'm going to be a self-published author. Boom. I published it on Amazon, <laughs> you know, and I print and I got a printed copy and I held my book in my hands and it was just like insane. I'd never had a creative outlet. I have always, um, I don't know. I've never considered myself like a creative person. I teach math. I'm very left-brained, very logical, you know? Very and analytical. so yeah, very analytical. And so for this, to me, it was like tapping into this other side of me that I didn't even really know that was there. Yeah. And then as a mom, you know, you lose your identity. Like, who am I? Like, what do I have for myself? You know, kind yeah. of a thing. And so that kind of just, it all kind of came together and it just gave me this outlet. And now it's like, the super fun, fulfilling hobby that I have, you know, that's yeah. for me and doing it with a pen name is fun too, because no one knows that it's me unless I tell them, you know, exactly. and yeah. So it's just, I don't know. It's just fun. It just brings me joy. And so now I write and I just finished my 15th book. Boom. Congratulations. Thank I you. love this for you. Also math was the death of me. I yeah. <laughs> okay. As a dyslexic child who wasn't, yes, I can imagine. Like, like, so my family, when I was growing up, <clears throat> they don't, like, I found out I was dyslexic in, like, high school, okay? Mm -hmm. But I think I always knew, I knew that there was yeah. some fucky shit going on, because I was like, y'all are reading the word hamburger, and I'm, um, I don't need, I, this looks like hieroglyphics. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, I'm struggling, okay? Yeah. So I think I always knew that something was wrong, and so my, so when I was, I think it was, like, fourth grade when I started doing it. I loved reading, even though sometimes I got the words really messed up. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's more or less like, okay, if you like tell me to spell a word and I, I can't repeat mm -hmm. it out to you because it like messes up. Or if I'm like looking at the word, like, uh, like read E and A are like backwards. Okay. But I found the more I read and the mm -hmm. faster I read, it gave my brain less time to switch the words around. Right. Oh, and if I was- okay 
slower. It, I, it made my brain focus more mm-hmm. and it would switch them around. So uh, like teachers would get so pissed off at me and they'd be like, you need to slow down. You're missing uh-huh. questions. And I'm like, I'm gonna miss a hell of a lot more questions mm-hmm. if y'all make me slow down on this shit. And I, math was the worst for oh, me. Oh imagine. my God. Because I, I got to algebra and I was like, yep. who the fuck decided to put letters in this Because is this a four? Is it an H? Is this an S? Is yeah. this a two? I'm confused. So I, I teach AP calculus. So <laughs> I do the, the roughest of the rough. <laughs> no, thank you. I would drop out of that class immediately. Immediately. Uh, I took it the same way. I yeah. love science, right? Like I loved chemistry because mm-hmm. it had science to it. And I was like, oh, I'm taking physics my senior year. I was like, this shit, no, oh. No. Physics is it. all math with letters. I know. There's like no numbers in physics. Like, I was it's, like, this is the worst yeah. thing of my life, but I still took yeah. it and I aced that fucking course. I oh, good. What, though, it wasn't until I got to college because I suffer from dyslexia but with numbers. Oh, really? So all my numbers are always backwards. And they didn't discover this until I was probably like a junior in high school. Yeah. So you can imagine going through high school failing math classes all the time. Yeah. And it wasn't until I took my first math classes in college and had a professor sit down with me and explain things to me and let me go slower on my exams. Yeah. Yeah. Because she let me do that. I was able to ace two math classes with 100% both times in one semester. Yeah. Nice. Teaching makes a difference. She really was phenomenal. I still talk to her. Yeah. Because she was an amazing math professor and I absolutely adore her. Yeah. But now yeah. I read like hella fast. So I, I read like a, I'll read like a 500 page book in a night. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I used to beta and alpha read for authors and they would send me a chapter and I'd finish mm-hmm. it in like two minutes. And they're like, oh my God, are you done already? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, God, you read fast. And I'm like, yeah, because if I don't, I'm not going to understand anything that's yeah. happening. <laughs> like, here's your five page of notes to go with. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, here, here's what I think, you know, whatever. So right. not a fun time. But um, so are you a plotter, a pantser or somewhere in between? <clears throat> um, I am definitely a plotter. But I find that the more I get into writing, the more I've written, I, I have to have general things in place and yeah. then I can kind of pants my way through to the end. Um, unless I know that there's got to be some detail or twist or something at the end that has to like, you know, work itself. Um, I, I wrote myself into a corner when I did my first series, my Emerson Falls series. And um, I realized that if I needed to do a series again, I needed to be much better about plotting and knowing where I was going with it, you know? Um, so, but this, like, it's funny. So I wrote, I read, a, I wrote, excuse me, a holiday romance last year. It's more of like a fall themed romance though. It's called Mackenzie's yeah. Turn to Fall. And that book was like, panting all the way like I don't know what it was I just kind of like let it go you know and this one was a little bit more like that too the one I just finished my Christmas one so I, I don't know I think it just depends some some books are easier well, I think to plot. series have pressure because the yes. first book you publish every single word you publish in that book will be yes. held against you yep. in the court of law yes. when it comes to the future like yes. if you put they met when they were six they gotta yep. be have met that they were six all the way through the book Yes. And I have a really bad tendency of being like, oh, you drove a Cadillac in book one and now we're driving a Lamborghini. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like I am. Hey, maybe they got a race, you know, like you just don't know. We got a car. We got a new car. Okay. Nikki <laughs> Ash though, because you know how Nikki Ash has been on here and she told us she writes like two years in advance. Or she's got like books written. For, She's like, got yeah. books written for two years from now. Yeah. 
but has a horrible memory so she can't remember what she put in her book so she has to go back and reread it before she starts writing the next one I'm like lady yeah. you're crazy. and i'm like do you take notes while you're doing this to try to like remind yourself i hope well that's what like happened to me with emerson falls the last three books overlapped so yeah. the timelines all overlapped so i had to go back and make sure that like stuff lined up you know and then i got to a point where i was like that's not gonna work and then i had to rework like the fourth book you like, know and so oh yeah i was oh not i was like book. i'm never doing this again <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any interesting writing quirks like when you when you sit down and it's like time to write do you have to like put on a special pair of socks or like drink a cup of tea or like eat some type of candy um I hate socks. So let me put that out there. Okay. <laughs> I have sweaty feet. I know, I know TMI, but I just do. Yes. I have the sweatiest hands in the world. I want to get both. Oh my God. My oh my God. It's so bad. And I blame my pregnancy on that. Cause it was never a problem until I had children, the weird things that they do to your body. <laughs> um, but I, um, I, tends to snack while I write and whatever I'm snacking on tends to end up in my books. Oh, so yeah. in Emerson Falls, there was a food thing in every single book and, and readers started to pick up on it. And so then <laughs> by the, by the end of the series, they were like the last book, they're like, what's the food thing going to be, you know, because they knew it was coming. Um, I, so I love white cheddar Cheez-Its and I have a character who was obsessed with them. So I, I put that in a book. Um, I like to snack on candy. I like to snack on chips, nothing healthy, of course, you know, like I couldn't be snacking on an apple. No, um, it's gotta be something not good for me. Um, but I, I like quiet. Sometimes I will listen. I have like an app on my phone that is just music. There's no words. I can't listen to music with words. Cause then it ends up coming out in my writing. And then I'm like, what the hell does this mean? Um, but I, I will do sprints with myself. Yeah. So if I am feeling like I'm very distracted, but I know that I need to write. So I will do 20 minute sprints. And I actually got that from Megan Quinn. I saw her do that in her stories quite a bit. And I was like, okay, like I'm going to try this and just set you a, do it timer. on a sprint. Oh, right. A what you do it on. Oh, right. No, I just, just set a timer on my phone. Oh, oh, right. Just, the best. oh I've like never even heard of that. What is that? Yeah. Oh, so it's a it's just a website you can it has a document thing in it and it has a clock at the top and you can set it to your a universal one or a personal timer to set it for when you start yeah mm -hmm. and so basically it like makes you write 20 minutes and then it gives you a five minute break mm -hmm. and it just times you when you write and like whatever. and you can invite friends to be in there with you uh, and they can oh, that's cool. you so you can see the progress at bars and like you get started so well I do so well when I'm writing with somebody else because I'm a very competitive person by nature <laughs> I want more words than you uh -huh. <laughs> so, it, like, so it like motivates me to write yeah um, but yeah it's super it's a cool it's a super cool app I really like it no yeah I've never heard of that no I'll do it a lot when I get toward the end when I get to like probably the last like 25% of a book I have to pump it out like it's in my brain and it has to come out because otherwise I don't sleep yes I, I, I do not sleep I do not think about anything else I'm extremely distracted until the characters in the story is out of my brain so like on Monday last week I wrote 13,000 words on Monday I sat at my computer and just freaking pumped it out because I was like, I have the day off from work. I have time. This has to get done right and now so I can sleep today. tonight. <laughs> My yeah. husband has gotten to the point because I forget to eat sometimes because mm -hmm. like I'll come in here in the mornings and I'll write until the night when I'm like in the middle of a manuscript. 
and I'll forget to eat. And uh, he's gotten to the point where I have like this little box down here and it's got like all kinds of like bad, healthy, you know, unhealthy food. And he came home one day. So Stevie always knows that I'm like, I'm hitting a certain point in my manuscript when all I'm eating is like ramen noodles, like (laughs) by the buckets. Um, And so my husband came home one time and I had like, so do you know like the Hidden Valley Ranch packets? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, like you put them in like sour cream and it makes Mm -hmm. a ranch dip. Mm -hmm. Okay. I had full size carrots full-size oh carrots <laughs> and I was just like dipping it in the sour cream and just like eating them and but at least like, it was a carrot you yeah. know I mean <laughs> like you know what you know what um you're eating so I'm gonna leave it alone I'm yep. gonna it. like I didn't think about chopping them up or putting them in a bowl and I was like too much too much time too much time. I normally have to remind her to eat sometimes like because I'm her PA so I'm constantly mm-hmm. like on the phone with her and yeah. talking to her to calm her down yeah, yeah and when I hit like middle way, when I hit like a third way through my manuscript is when I hate everything I've ever written yes. and I am a disaster yes. yep and same she's like well, this is crap eat? what is yeah. this what am I thinking yeah I get phone calls at three o'clock in the morning from her like sobbing like I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> and then I'll write like, and then my, and then my author ego will kick in and I'll write like one line that I think is just like epic for a teaser. And uh-huh. I'm like, oh, I'm killing it right now. Right. Right. And then you get all excited and you're like, I got to post in my group. I'm so excited for this book. Da, 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 yeah. You know, cause you wrote like one line. That's yeah. just and then, like, the, next day, but- the, blurb the other day and she's sending it to me to text message and she's like mm-hmm. I'm just yeah. proud of myself this is the best blurb I've written because <laughs> it is and it was good anywho okay, so that's good. what do you We're like to do, <laughs> right so what do you like to do when you're not writing read I read, um, you know, and then of course I'm hanging out with my family, you know, I got to give them time too, but yeah, um, I don't, I don't watch TV anymore. I read, I don't know what it is. Like, I, I, I prefer to envision it myself, you know, now, I mean, it just depends. Um, There's so but- many good television shows on the television right now. I know there are, and and I still do like watch a couple things on Netflix here and there. You know, like um, I need to finish Virgin River. The season, season three of Virgin River came out. I need to finish that, but I get oh, distracted, God. you know, by other things, and then momming and just working, you know, and all of that cuts into it too. So you need to watch Lucifer. I did start Lucifer. I'm like in the third season, I think, and I need to get through it. It's yeah. final season came out yesterday. It came out I yesterday. I know. I'm about to binge watch it tonight. I know. So I'll probably be crying. Don't mind oh, me. Alice is hot. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I love so you. Hot. <laughs> so hot. What is, this is my favorite question for the writing portion. Okay. What is the weirdest thing that you've ever had to Google for a book? You know, I was looking at this question and I was like trying to remember like what I've had to Google. We've um, had some really weird things said. Uh-huh. I don't. Uh, I don't, I don't know that I've Googled anything like terrible. Um, I did, I've had to Google like legal things, you know, and make sure that things are are legal and would work out in like legal scenarios and stuff, you know? Um, And I just recently for the, the book that I wrote, my holiday one, I had to Google stuff about snowboarding because the main character snowboards and I, have only done it once in my life and that was enough for me so I was like okay I need to have like some kind of knowledge of what this looks like and how this works um I don't know that I've googled anything like terribly horrible I had to see if this episode would air like before I could say this particular thing about Rachel Lee and Sarah Kate 
all I'm saying, all I'm saying is I'm Googling if butter. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Can we say that? Has it already aired? It will yeah, it will be. It will it comes out today. And Sarah had to Google if you could use butter as lubricant. As lube. Oh my god. Yeah. And I was like, you're gonna like, did y'all I was and I had read the book and I was like, y'all didn't use that. And they were like, no. And I was like, good, because you're going to give your girl an STD from hell. Like, right. it's a natural <laughs> So I'm, assume, I'm, I'm, assume, I'm assuming you could use it, you know? Like, <laughs> but you're going to get, you're going to get a yeast infection. Yes, you're like, going to get some messed up stuff going up. on down there. Yeah. Greek yogurt, maybe. That might oh be nice. Um, and they were just like, oh, we just started trying to figure out, like, things that were on a kitchen table that we could They have a kitchen table scene in the in the reverse harem uh, that they were. I was like, I was like, put the butter away, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put it away. And, like, some oh said, like, we have, like, dark romance authors on here. And I just think as a whole that when authors die, destroying their hard drive is the best bet. Yes. I might end up in prison. I bet. See, um, I don't write dark romance, so I think, you know, that's kind of probably why I don't yeah. have anything, like, to that degree, but... But the butter thing was amazing. That's, that's, like, that's, that's pretty crazy. That looked up decomposing bodies. I don't know, but I was in the middle of eating a salad when she said it. She was like, oh, I looked like, like, like a body. <laughs> I was like, nice. Yummy! Oh, my gosh. Oh, my so, gosh. So, anyways, all right, CB, you take on reading questions. Oh, now I remember who it was. It was Lucy's score. Yeah, she's like, how long does oh, her body yeah. decompose? Well, I'm yeah, because like, she has that whole Riley Thorne How long it takes to decompose a body. And I was yeah. like, and this uh, is rom-com, right? Right. I don't Google anything anymore. I just ask my guy friends when it comes to like. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I post. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be, I'm going to do like a series in my author group of like screenshots. So I have this uh, group uh, on Snapchat and it's like my best guy friends have been friends with them since like, we were all in kindergarten, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I have a group on Snapchat and I named it a thousand ways to die. And anytime that I need like torture advice or like if like this would work physically, like one of the guys is like a firefighter. Another one was like a police officer for a little while. So if I need any like legality advice or anything, I'm like, hypothetically speaking, if I were to set somebody on fire, would it kill all the DNA? And they're like, make sure that you set the hands on fire because they're going to want to identify it. And like, you got to take the teeth out first. Mm -hmm. And I was like, got it. Take teeth out. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just, I just. Oh, okay. I did have to Google about like, I had a character who got stabbed um, in one of my Emerson Falls books. And I had to Google something related to like her injury. Her stabbing. You know, I, uh-huh. Once you know how specific you got to get, you're like, yeah, somebody in the quarter. Like if you, yes, if, if they get stabbed, you know, 90 degrees to the right of the, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so I did have to, I did have to do some research on that, but yeah, yeah. but that I, yeah, I just asked my guy friends and then I like criminalized them because in the acknowledgements, I was like, thanks for telling me how to kill people. And they're like, uh-huh. we're going to go to jail. Amy, right. I'll <laughs> figure out how to turn on incognito mode on her computer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just so people couldn't, because she Googled butt stuff for her next book. Oh. <laughs> she was like, I can't have my kids coming in and looking at my laptop. Oh I love my it. God, right? Dude, All dude. right. You okay. can take over for reading questions, Stevie. Okay. So, what book has your favorite cover? Now, this could be one of your own or somebody else's. Uh, oh, man. That's a hard, I, that's hard picking somebody else's. Yeah. I, I, because I, I read a lot, you know, I've read a lot. Um, 
I, I'm to say my own. There you go. Um, I love the billionaire series covers. They're my favorite by far. They're absolutely beautiful. Um, like I said, Abigail Davies helped me out there and she did a great job. Um, I don't know what I, I love Megan Quinn's covers. I just love that they're very bright and vibrant, you know, and she always has like insanely hot guys on her cover. So that's always nice. The teacher, the teacher one that she just released a couple couple months ago, I think. Those with Jake Hobbs on it. Gorgeous. Yeah. The Jake Hobbs one was really good. The change up. That man in that Oh yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. So, I mean, that's the only thing that really comes to my head. Although I just read Dirty Curve by Megan Brandy, her newest one. It's a college baseball romance. I love her. And the man on that cover is hotter than freaking sin. Like, oh my God. What is it called? Dirty Curve. Let me look it up. And I love the colors too. It's like, I love teals and pinks. Those are like my favorite colors. He loves those colors. Yes. Yes. I think my new favorite cover is not out yet, and I can't oh, wait for it, for it to release. You know who, which one I'm talking about? Cat's new book because I'm obsessed with that cover model. She's so hot. This man is so attractive. I've only found it on she Tempe. Very, she has so like, I just realized that I love how we're talking over each other. I just realized <laughs> that like Megan Brandy has like a very strategic theme mm-hmm. with her covers. Like she mm-hmm. loves these like blue, pinks, and teals yes. and stuff, which okay. I kind of like. Like oh, it. those are like my favorite colors. So I, like I I'm all up in, I, I, I enjoy that, but yeah, I love that was, that colors. Was good. yes. Well, and that's what I loved about the billionaire series. You know, mm-hmm. that first one with the sun in the back, the oranges and the yellows, it was so California, you know, and that was the feeling that I wanted to get. And then they just got like better, you know, the three of them together looks so beautiful. <laughs> I love it. I was making the uh, billionaire giveaway graphics and I, when I was putting your books next to each other and I was just like, man, these books just really bring out the colors in this. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. They're pretty. So what attracts you to a book, the cover, the blurb, the recommendation or the title? I think it's a little bit of everything, you know, like I have obviously one click authors, I'll read anything that they write, you know, um, but then Dirty Curve, the cover attracted me. I'd never read a Megan Brandy book. I hadn't, you know. You gotta go um, read the boys of Bradshaw. Oh my God. Okay, <laughs> but you guys, I teach high school. Like that's kind of hard for me to um, like. I can, I can understand that. I can, I, you know, so that's, I know, cause I want to, but then I'm kind of like, I have some reservations about it, you know, Listen. so I'm gonna I don't know. Yeah, there's not a single person in your high school that looks like these any of those guys. I know. I know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just kind of well, okay. So on that same topic though, I would love to write a student teacher romance. Yeah. But I feel like that would come back to bite me in the ass given my profession, you know. Yeah. So like if somebody were to kind of, you know, well, find maybe if me you eventually in, in, do this full time, you can do that. You know that I want that. I know that sounds really horrible, right? Yeah. But it, for me, remember, this is fun for me. Like I, I yeah. don't get me wrong. I love doing stuff like this. I am so grateful to be on a podcast. I will talk about books all day long. You know, of course I want people to read my books, but I think that pressure that comes with doing it full-time. Because it becomes a financial thing. Exactly. You know, and, and I love my job. I mean, teaching is a calling for me. It's something that yeah. I really feel like I was meant to do. So I feel like I get the best of both worlds. I get a job, day job that I really love and enjoy 90% of the time. And then I get this hobby that I really enjoy, you know? So yeah, yeah I don't know that I'd want to do I'm that. Here. 
Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, you got to read the boys of Brayshaw because they okay. are delicious. Okay. I see. I, I, I don't care what anybody says. Judge me. I don't really give a shit. I love high school romance, like senior, junior year high school romance. Mm-hmm. I, but see, I like dark high school romance. I just mm-hmm. want to live the dream in my head, like how I wanted to live high school. <laughs> I, I am trying to recreate the years of high school. And it's not like I was like lame. I mean, I think I was mm-hmm. like very like medium, medium on the totem pole. Look, she grew up in a same. small town. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up in like my graduating class had like 97 people. Oh, wow. So I say like medium totem pole popularity. I played sports and I was like semi-intelligent, but I think I was friends with everybody. So I was like very much a social butterfly, but I was not like hella popular, like nothing crazy ever happened. I mean, like nothing super crazy ever happened to me, but like I read these books and I'm like, oh my God, I'm like reliving. The See, it's just me. Perfect. Like it reminds me of like One Tree Hill. Like I, I loved One Tree Hill. I was obsessed yeah. with One Tree Hill, so you know? Good. And I actually, I've started listening to the podcast that hey, um, Hillary Burton and yeah. Bush, and they have been doing about it, you know, like behind the scenes, which I find so interesting. Um, but the boys I, of Rachel are just one tree hill, but like dark, but like, dark. Right. You know? So I'm like, be. okay, I don't know. I don't know. I have to, I'd it's have like, to be in the mood. I try to convince like my, so I find that um, people closer to my age enjoy it. And I guess it's because like, I don't know, which I mean, I know like a lot of people who are like older than me who enjoy uh, mm-hmm. new adult, but like I try to convince my friends who don't read new adult. I'm like, please, please. And they're like, yeah. I just can't see this high schooler doing that. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. It's fiction. It's fiction. People. Yeah. It's and, like, I know, I and I know, and I know that too. rolling up into my house anytime soon, but I still fucking read it. I know. <laughs> Yeah. But I mean, you know, so sometimes, yeah, it's a cover, you know, or it's a, an author or it's a recommendation from a friend, you know, and, um, I'm a mood reader though, hands down. Like it just depends what I'm in the mood for. And so, or you but. could read Penelope Douglas, Penelope Douglas's Devil's Night series. That's good. Oh, I don't know about that. That's a little dark for me. It's so good. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. I, I'm curious though I'm not gonna lie like I have a couple of dark romances on my kindle right now and I'm kind I of cannot. like debating like sell if I want to start with them yeah I cannot oh just tell me what they are I'll tell you which one to start with <laughs> I can't tell myself to save my life but I'm gonna say right now I could sell a Penelope Douglas book in five seconds flat <laughs> I'm, not good. I'm serious I love that series it's so good all right okay continue okay okay so who are who are some of your favorite authors to read um, Megan Quinn and, and not only cause I just think her writing is phenomenal, you know, and she's funny and stuff, but I love her as a person. I just really, so just, sweet. I love her. Um, but I love V Keelan and Penelope Ward. I will, I will read anything those two put out. Um, her and last the one only book I ever read by them was the hate notes is that what it's called yes it's hate the notes. one where like, oh she has like finds a note in the back of the, the dress yes i thought yes. that was beautiful that was it so- is amazing that was like, my first read by them and then i and, like devoured their entire backlist so good. both co-written and individual i think i've read <laughs> almost everything that they've written um so i love them um and uh, who's another one i recently just got on like a jessica prince binge i love her oh, I, I love, love her, her. Claire Kingsley, mm-hmm. phenomenal. Um, I just, I, I love like, I like to laugh, you know, and I like the, and I like the swooniness and stuff, but then every once in a while, I want something a little dark and I'll never forget when I read the indebted series 
by, um, oh my God, I can't even think of her name now, but it's like a seven book series Mm -hmm. and it, but it was dark, you know? And I was like, oh my God, what is this? And I devoured seven books in like five days. Like I could not get enough of it. I'll have to go and look at the author again. So I don't, I don't know. It just kind of depends on, you know, my mood and stuff, but those are probably my three. I love Christy Bromberg, um, obviously, you know, and, but I like a lot of more contemporary stuff. But I, but I will dabble in something a little bit dirtier and, you know, darker every if once in a while. You are feeling like doing that. Okay. And the jump to the, no, the young adult, new adult is too far. Mm-hmm. You need to read. Do you read Mafia ever? <clears throat> it's, I've, I, it's hit or miss for me. Sometimes I find one and I love it. And then sometimes I find one and I'm like, I no, I can't do this. Okay. Hear me out. Okay. Danielle Lurie has this series. Oh, God. The Sweetest Oblivion. Oh my God. Yes. It's on my Kindle. That's the one I'm like debating starting. Right oh my now. God. Listen to me. Immediately. <laughs> immediately. Immediately when we get off this podcast. You okay. Pick it up, but you need to give yourself some time because uh-huh. you're going to pick that up and you're going to be like, where are the rest of them immediately? Uh-huh. Okay. I read it like a week ago because it's not uh-huh. on TikTok. There was like right. a quote on TikTok. It's going it was, around everywhere right now. Like it was yeah. like, I'll deliver his hands to you in a uh-huh. box. And I was yes. like, yes, sir. I was yep. like, one click. <laughs> You better deliver his hands to him. I swear to God, he's like, and I do not bluff. And I was like, I bet. Okay. Yep. So I read Okay. It. I really think that's what I'm going to start next. Cause I was debating. Yeah. I was debating. I started it at like midnight the other night and I oh stayed up to four o'clock in the morning reading all of the books. Yep. I got oh text messages every hour. Oh my so gosh. Good. <laughs> They're so okay. good. All right. <laughs> Move forward. So which, what series are you reading by Jessica Prince? Are you doing Hope Valley? Um, no, okay. I want to, no, I read, um, cause Hope Valley is like 12 books. <laughs> no, 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 no. The other one, the, um, redemption. So if you do Hope Valley, you, those mm-hmm. can be read as standalones. I highly recommend them. Mm-hmm. But the second time around is hands down my favorite book out of that series. Okay. I literally is it's on KU and it's still there. Like I've read it like probably 15 times at this point. It does just doesn't go anywhere. I loved the redemption series. Like the first book I was just, I was consumed and I just devoured, devoured, devoured. And then when the wallflower came out mm-hmm. um, a couple months ago, I was, Oh my God. I was like, I was like, oh, I have to be ready for this, this book to come out so I can read it the day it's out. And yeah. So I think I, bombshell is it bombshell? bombshell? Bombshell is another one. It's really, really good. I just finished that one. Okay. Yeah. I, no, I like her. I like her a lot. I like her writing a lot. And I love that small town. I love small town. I, I really do, know. you know, and, and I know a lot of people do it, but it's, there's some people who do it really well, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah. So. Like Piper Rain, hands down, one of the best small town authors that you yes. can get. Yes. It's hard like, for me to get into small town romance because I'm like, where are people finding these cute small towns? Especially <laughs> <small> town. <laughs> My small town has one gas station, two stoplights, and $9,000 generals. Where <laughs> are these waterfalls and these people in? She does small town really well. I'm like, this is I don't think I've read Adriana Locke. Okay, so the Gibson Boys is considered small town. They're like okay. small town Indiana or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it starts with crank crash. And then it, there's like five there, the fourth one or the fifth one is coming out next year, mm-hmm. which is the cousin, which is another yeah. one of the cousins. And that series is phenomenal. It is hilarious. And 
There may or may not be some scenes where they talk about squirting. It's fine. <laughs> Anna Locke is just absolutely unapologetically like happy about this scene because she was here yeah. and we got nice. to talk about it. Nice. But her, th- no, that series is hands down one of the, another really good small town romance. I know. Gosh, don't you wish there was a job where you could just get paid to read? You know, like I would, I would just it's get not paid fair. to read. Technically, I do as a PA. I get to read all yeah. books. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's true. And then I have a PR come, so I get to read those books too. So I'm well, like, does that, does that mean I don't have to pay you because you're not going to read my dark romance? <laughs> I am going to read it. I get you gave it to me. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Moving forward. <laughs> okay, you act like I'm not going to try. Do you prefer e-reader or physical copies? e-reader hands down it's just so much more convenient I love being able to read on my phone so funny story we were uh, my husband and I went to Aruba back in March for our 10th wedding anniversary Mm -hmm. and I of course loaded up my Kindle before we got on the plane you know it was like 11 hours of flying Mm -hmm. and so I was reading The Brit by Jody Ellen Malpas which if you have not oh my god it was so freaking good it was good it was so good and I'm reading it on, you know, my Kindle and I'm sitting next to my husband and my husband like leans over. And of course it's in the middle of a sex scene. Right. <laughs> and he's, he's like, are you really reading this right now? Like on this plane in front of all these people. And I was like, they don't know what the hell is on my Kindle right now. You know, yeah. like, unless someone's really paying attention and he's like, how are you reading this with a straight face? And I'm like, I'm a professional now, babe. Like, <laughs> you, <laughs> I love, you know, I love how affected men get when they read these scenes and they're yes. like, how are you physically even a lot? Like, how are you doing this? Uh-huh. This is nothing. Like, this is right. Well, and here's the thing though. That's the beauty of being a woman because I'm aroused obviously, but no one knows. You know, so like, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not like I'm, no one can tell. <laughs> so. I had, so my husband, I was like, listen, for my uh, Christmas present, I wanted him to read like three books this year that I picked for him, like romance books that I picked, right? Uh-huh. Um, and he's going to read this and he read book he read was corrupt but in the first book in the devil's night series by penelope douglas mm-hmm. because if he's gonna read he's gonna want to read something that's like more like actiony darky like he's not gonna want to read like contemporary romance right? right so he had finished like this first sex scene that happens between michael and rika and i'm working right like i'm typing and i didn't know he's reading and he comes in the he comes to my office and he's like what are you reading <laughs> <laughs> it's good right i was like what did you read and he yeah. was like this is insane and i was like don't worry <laughs> don't worry it gets worse it gets so much worse i was like go back go back well see but here's the thing and you can probably attest to this you know he he always reaps the benefits of the things that i'm reading so you know absolutely why are you complaining why are you asking questions gave me like a heart attack because he like okay this is like tmi but i don't even care so he was like reading it and there's this uh they call her little monster in the book right Mm -hmm. and he like texted me while he was at work he's like hey love you little monster i was like "Ah!" (laughs) i was like we're in love forever (laughs) and always i love you my whole heart I think it was Willow Winters who said something at uh, on the indie author panel about testing things and like how husbands get to reap the rewards of all the research. Right? Yeah, Chad, stupid. Right. Anyway. Um. So I hate him. <laughs> oh my we god, that was to- that's hilarious. I love the voiceover that they're pulling from that guy's videos who does like the like his son you know like he's like so what's going yeah. on with Chad and he goes first of all fuck Chad you know and then uh, everybody. <laughs> 
I'm dying. I'm telling you, he came for the wrong group of people when he made that post. So, you know, this is where it makes me upset that I can't show my face. So I really try not to, okay, on, I do in my stories sometimes on Instagram, but those delete after 24 hours, you know? And so I don't post anything with my face because I wish I could, you know, like, because (laughs) I would have had loads and loads to say. (laughs) Honestly, I was talking to a friend of mine and I was like, oh boy, got rejected by that girl who read that dirt, those dirty books, told him he had a small PP and broke his (laughs) heart. That's like I Rachel like, putting on there, Rachel from uh, the teacher, Rachel saying, yeah. it's okay, just admit that it's If it's small, small uh-huh. just say that, you know? <laughs> yep. Like, yep. he came for the wrong group of people because yes. we like to read romance stories about mafia men who know how to kill people. Like, we yeah. will hurt you. Right? <laughs> what are you talking about? I just, I just love that this community, you know, it's so crazy to me. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I battle with too, you know, because- I feel like I kind of have to hide, you know, a little bit of what I do because of my job, but it's unfortunate because I don't see like, obviously look, it's a billion dollar industry. People are reading this shit, you know, like this is huge and talk about female empowerment, you know, and I don't know about you, but like reading romance novels has made me a more sexual person. It's made me more open and, and able to ask for things, you know, and stuff that I didn't before. And it, you know, and it sucks that it's, it's deteriorized by people like that, you know, like there's, it sucks because you shouldn't feel ashamed. You know, you shouldn't. How is watching a TV show with sex in it any different than reading a book with sex in it? Yeah. And it's like up to a certain point recently, like I know a lot of, well, not for me, because I feel like my generation is a lot more open sexually, you know, like I've always been open about my sexuality. Like I don't give a shit. I am a loving bisexual who loves everybody. I don't care. Okay. So like, and I'll talk about anything, but I know like for, I have friends who are older and like for them, and I had a friend that was married and she's recently getting a divorce. And I was like, yes, but for her, it was like, the sex ends when the guy you know like gets off Uh like that's like that was all sex was for women for a really long time and I'm like I'm not doing it if I'm not reaping benefits like and I think that reading books like this when 50 shades of gray came out when all Mm -hmm. these things came out I think it gave women power to be like I don't want to have sex with you if I'm not gonna you know get Mm -hmm. off too you know like I can ask for these things and I was like yes I'm here for it. Yes. I love absolutely 100%. So we are now going to shift gears and we are moving to our last section of the podcast, which is trope questions. These are our favorite questions. We love these. So what is your favorite trope to write and why? Enemies to lovers, hands down. Nice. I, I love the banter. I love the tension, the push and pull. One of my ideas I have swirling around in my head is very like two very grumpy people who just like freaking hate each other, you know, and then you get hate sex out of that, which I think is hot as hell. Oh, I know? love so, Right. You know, so like, I, I just, I love it. I tried writing a friends to lovers. I have a book sitting on my laptop that is 80 something thousand words. that is a friends to lovers and I cannot publish it because I just do not feel passionate about it you know what I mean like I just don't know what it I is about friends to lovers oh. that are like angsty like angst yeah. like yeah. have you ever read Candy Steiner's a love letter to whiskey <clears throat> no I have not okay well those are the type of love those are the type of friends to lovers I like like it's yeah. angsty it's push and pull like you like yeah. are there with them shoot me in the face those are my faves what's the one I like I can... what do you mean Make me hate you. 
is it make me hate you make me hate you I read that one I read that one and that one was intense oh like that was if you I think I was an emotional yeah but the angst from it you know what I mean like it was yeah and so no I can do a friends to lovers and you know who does them well is Megan Quinn she can do a friends to lovers hands down and I'm in I'm completely 100% invested but for me as an author I just don't think that I can write it. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe, you know, you tell me different. Maybe I, I have this book. I just don't know what to do with it. I love the first half. And then I feel like the second half falls flat because then the angst is gone, yeah. you know? And so Doesn't then, me, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I still feel torn about it. Lovers. Yeah. Listen, hit me up. We'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. All right. So you take the book. The what is one trophy would eventually like to write and why? Um, I really want to do an office romance. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I love reading office romance. Whitney G. There's another author. I freaking love Good. Whitney G. Who talks about her? Is it Jen Sterling? Yeah. yeah oh yeah. my God. Her banter. You talk about like tension and enemies to lovers like just so well done and everything that she writes two weeks notice is one of my favorite all-time books and she wrote that one um so I really I really want to do an office romance and like I said I'd love to write like a teacher student romance but I'm always kind of iffy about that yeah um I wrote a teacher teacher romance so I did that instead um but yeah I that's something I I hate that you won't be you feel like you won't be able to do that because I mean so for me personally I feel like, so this is fiction world we're building, correct? Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you can't differentiate between fiction and real life, then I don't feel like, A, you're, you're old enough to be reading these books. Mm-hmm. And, and B, like, how is it that, okay, so for example, how is it that Stephen King, and I love him, like, like boy, he is the love of my life, okay? <laughs> Everything he's ever wrote. But how is it that Stephen King can write books about, you know, like murdering people and like slaughtering like children? Like, I mean, I've read books where he like kills a whole school. Like he can write books like that and doesn't get coined to uh, like telling people, oh, go out here and murder. Like he's not telling people it's okay to do that, but he's in a fiction book. He's writing that, you know? So it's like, why do romance authors get that same prerogative when it's like, oh, if you write an age gap, you're telling people to go out here and date older men. It's like, no, I'm not. Mm -hmm. I'm writing this in a fictional world where these are all fake scenarios. There's two things. There's two things I think that go on with that. One, it's the sexist double standard. It's a male versus female thing. Okay. I think that has a lot to do with it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and because of my job and what I do, teachers are held to a different standard. You got to understand that there, you know, and I mean, and I don't want to get crazy about stuff but in the last year we were heroes and then all of a sudden we weren't you know what I mean and so it was kind of like it was very it's very rough we're under a microscope constantly yeah my other concern is a student of mine you got to remember the age that I teach I teach high school yeah discovering my books reading something like that and then accusations being thrown at me Right. So that's part of my reservation. Uh, you know, like, okay, yes, it is fictional. And technically speaking, they can't fire me for what I'm doing. Yeah. But it's still a reputation thing. It's it a, is. you know, like it's a professionalism thing that to me, it's just not worth striking that match, you know, and, and figuring and trying to see, well, what would happen, you know? So <laughs> I try to be very careful about that. Uh, yeah. It's, but I, I I, I, I agree with you 100%. I really, yeah. really do. I understand. I, yeah. Yeah. Tough, tough, tough ball game. But yes. What is one trope you'll never write and why? Is it going to be teacher student? 
just did it. <laughs> she just did it. No. Um, I, okay. So I do not read reverse harem and I really don't think I could ever see myself writing one. Okay. Oh, missing out on Okay. Life. But I have, okay. I take this back. I have read, you know, like menage type of books, you know, where there's more than two people involved, obviously. But um, I just don't know that I could write that. I yeah, don't know, but I don't want to say never. I don't want to say yeah. never. Cause like I said, like, this is a creative outlet for me. So I don't know like where my brain's going to take me one day, you know, I don't know like what something may spark, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't like to say never mafia. I probably Reverse. couldn't see myself <laughs> writing either. But Reverse harem is the shit. It's so good. <laughs> so good. Oh, I've read some hot books, you know, that have <laughs> multiple players involved, but you know. I love them. All right. Stevie, you take the last question. Okay, so if you were in a book, what trope would you want for your story? Enemies to lovers. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. the best. I want to hate him, and then I want to fuck him. That's what I want. Yeah. Same, same, same. Yeah, I'm like, billionaire. Just that, well, billionaire would be nice, too. You know, I mean, if he's got, if he's loaded, you know that. But like I would silent. like to, I would like for me to be the billionaire, you know? Oh, I yeah. think that needs to happen okay. more. Bitch, when, when Lucy score and, um, Captain Nolan and Claire Kingsley and I forgot the other one did that billionaire series where mm-hmm. was they all the women were the billionaires I was like oh my god what a great idea and concept you know because it's always yeah. the man now, don't get me wrong I wrote male billionaires myself but I I just love that because it's different you know yeah. so that would be fun me me with all the money and the power what do you have to offer me? I like reverse harem <laughs> <laughs> That's my trope. At least you're honest, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I love my husband. I love him very much. But prior to meeting him, if someone was like, all right, pick your trope, I'd be like, reverse harem. Yeah. Immediately. <laughs> immediately. And I think that's just because I'm a Leo and I like to be the center of attention. So. I'm a Leo too. Ah! When's your birthday? Mine was August the 13th. Okay, mine's July 28th. Okay, well, happy late birthday. Thank you. Same to you. <laughs> but yes, no, I reverse harem. That's... <laughs> tough so good but yeah no if you like that mafia series you have to message me okay i will i'm going to try and convince you to read penelope (laughs) douglas because talk about penelope i think penelope douglas is iconically like she is the best at towing lines like without a doubt like she will make you hate characters but at the same time like her male povs save Mm -hmm. books like if she was just doing it in the female pov we would all be like fuck these men we hate i tell you what i love reading a book from the male perspective only oh oh i've never read one like that emma chase Okay. Emma Chase does that. Um, and she, she has a series and it starts with the first book is titled Tangled okay. and Passion Flicks is turning it into a movie right now. And I'm so freaking excited because he is a douche. Like he is seriously, like you're reading the book and you're like, oh my God, this guy, you know, but it's, the book is entirely from his perspective and it is so freaking good. I'm here for so it. So good. I'm trying to love her book getting played. Uh-huh. Which is the drummer and a, a, he's a math teacher ironically yes, um, yes. And he's a football coach and she's like a facebook uh okay. online guru yep who does lives and like i love it i'm trying to look for this this series that i was talking about that's like seven books the first one is called indebted and i just don't know who the author is <clears throat> I'm like looking through my whole freaking kindle right now Right. I'm dead. I don't even want to try. I'm dead. Dead. What? 
I know that name. I can't think Oh, of Pepper that. Winters. Oh, that's what. Okay. That's I yes. love her. Okay. So it's a seven book series and the first one is indebted. And I am telling you, I devoured seven books in five days. Like I could not read it fast enough, but it's like that. It like towing lines. Like there was some crazy shit going on where you're like, oh my God, is this really happening right now? You know, but, oh, it was just so phenomenal. So phenomenal. I'm telling you, Penelope Douglas does the same thing. Like if you read, if you read it, you'll be like, fuck Damon. I hate him. <laughs> fuck him. And then like book two, you're even more like, oh my God, there's no way that I'm reading his book. Like I refuse to read it. It's never happening ever. And then you start book three and you're like, I love, he's my favorite. Oh. <laughs> I'm in well, love. That's how I felt reading, um, the deception series by Nikki Sloan. I want to say, is it, is it Nikki Sloan? Maybe. Uh, I can't remember. Um, the one with the, the women on the front and the, the beautiful gowns. Like one's a green yeah, gown yeah, yeah, and yeah. one's filthy a red gown. Americans. Yes, the Filthy yeah, yeah. Americans series. Yeah. That's how I felt reading that book. I was like, oh my God, this is really happening right now. Oh my God, this is really happening right now. Do you like this? Do I like this? I don't know. Do I like this? And and I was messaging my friend who's a bookstagrammer, you know, because she was like, you got to read the series. So I read the series. I loved it, you know, but then there's another book. That's the, the dad of the main character. Who's kind of like the oh. villain oh. in the, in the series. And I can't bring myself to read it because I hated him so much. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I can read his book. Yeah. You know? Like, and she's like, no, you need to read it. Are we absolutely sure we know what direction we're going? Right. Yeah. But that is our final question for you. You have been phenomenal. Thank, thank you, you so much. This was so much fun. fun. I thank know. You guys, thank you for joining us. Um, but I'm going to let Stevie tell who's coming on next, and then we're going to wrap it up. All right. I'm so excited because Laura Pavlov is coming back with Willow Aster. And we're going to be talking about their new series with these amazing titles, and I can't wait. But uh, thank you again so much, Harlow, for joining us. You were fantastic, and we hope to chat with you again soon. Thank you so much. I would be back in a heartbeat.